What is up from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studio. This is the Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your money, your life, your work, your relationships, anything and everything. 888-825-5225. I'm John Deloney, joined here by George Camel, my good buddy. Yeah, you are. We are taking your calls on everything. Life, money, relationships, whatever you got going on in your life, give us a call, 888-825-5225. Mental health issues, relationship stuff, work stuff, your money questions, all of it. We're here for you. Let's go out to Samantha in Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, Samantha, what's happening? Hi, how are you guys today? We're good. How are you? I'm doing okay, a little nervous. Hey, we are too, but hey, we've never lost anybody yet, so let's give it a go. Um, so my question is, is um, how do I get gazelle tense when I had to recently quit my second job because of health issues I'm having? What are your health issues? Um, so I was hospitalized three times this year, um, and the last time was for mental health. And it was just the stress of going to school full-time, working a full-time job and a part-time job yeah. was just too much, and I couldn't, my body couldn't handle it anymore. Hey, can I just tell you I'm proud of you for telling Thank somebody you. you needed some help? It was hard. Yeah, it's real hard. And you're a brave, strong, strong woman. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I, in a similar situation, did not tell people I needed help, and I crashed. And I almost took my family with me, so I'm proud of you. Way to go. Thank you. Um, You are going gazelle intense. You're going as fast as your car can go. Be okay Okay. with that. Okay? Okay. And it might take you a little bit longer than you had on your spreadsheet or in your color chart or whatever you had, but you're going hard, hard, hard. And you're doing two things at once. You are getting yourself out of debt with your full-time job and eating and surviving, and you're investing in yourself in the future with your education. So you're doing great. How much longer do you have on your journey? um, I took a pause on school because I was trying to pay off all my credit card debt, so I don't start school again until next fall because I want to cash flow it. Excellent. I, I took out a student loan for the last semester, and I realized that that was a bad mistake. I took up a student loan, and then I found you guys. <laughs> cool. Okay, hey, so can we do one thing? Sure. Um, here, when we get off the phone, I want you to do this, okay? I want you to go outside and find a rock or a brick or something laying around outside, and I want you to mm-hmm. write student loan on it, okay? And I want you to carry it around for 5 or 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, until it gets really heavy and annoying, and it starts hurting your fingers a little bit. And then I want mm-hmm. you to take it out in your backyard and throw it down on the ground. And I want you to I don't want you to think about it anymore. Okay. Okay? You're I don't want you mm-hmm. beating yourself up over something you did before you found us. It happened. I took out six figures of student loans. George had student loans. Like we all have them. Okay. We've all been there. We've all made dumb mistakes. And then the question is not, um, how hard can I beat myself up because I made stupid mistakes? But the question is, what am I gonna do now? And you're on the right path. Thank you so much. How much longer do you have till you are out of debt? How about two years? Awesome. Um, is there yeah. another job you can do that's not going to drive your mental and physical health into the ground? Um, I don't know. That's what I've been trying to figure out. Um, I recently got a raise at my first job, so I was able to relieve some of the stress I was having from the second job. Very cool. Uh, what, do you, what, is your, what is your job? I'm an office manager for a flooring company. Oh, very cool. Y'all yeah. haven't been busy the last few years, huh? <laughs> no, very slow. <laughs> what were you doing for your uh, off job? I mean, your your side hustle. I was a cashier at a giant a giant food store. Oh, geez, yeah. that'll make most of us have mental health issues if that's our only job, right? <laughs> yes. Have you thought about a job like driving Uber or something where you can listen to your own music and your own podcast and really be on your own, or doing DoorDash or something like that, where you're kind of in your own planet but you're also making some money on the side? 
No, I haven't thought of DoorDash. Okay. Uber Uber scares me a little bit. That's fair. Yeah, if you don't want other people in your car, there's things like DoorDash and Instacart where I do Instacart, John. I don't drive for it, but I have people come drop the groceries off. I never see them. I'm very thankful for them. I tip them nicely, but there's no interaction with with humans other than going to the store and making the purchases. So that could be a great option for you as well that you can do on your own time when you're in the mood, when you're in a good spot. You just turn that on for an hour or two and pick up some some, uh, uh, gigs like that. And the cool thing about that one is if you wake up and you're running pretty low, you're having a hard day, right? And you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about when I say that, right? Yeah. Um, you don't have to go. You just flip the switch and you don't turn your app on and they don't call you. And on the days you wake up and the light is really bright outside and you feel great like you can take on the world, you can go pick up some shifts and drive for three or four hours if you got the time. And you can drive on the way to work. You can drive on the way home from work. Um, I the, the last person that drove me an Uber um, was driving just to work from in here in Nashville and dropped me off at the airport. And I was like, I was like, you driving? He goes, no, I'm I'm like an engineer or something. He had some fancy job. He's like, I just thought I would take your 60 bucks on my way to work. And I thought, what a great gig, right? <laughs> so there's there's ways around it. I, I, I think taking a break is a good idea, but I also think, what is another thing I could do where I could keep myself healthy and earn some bucks on the side and take that two years down to 18 months, right? Yeah. Does that sound fair? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find a car to help get out of debt, and I just haven't found a buyer willing to pay what I need for it to that's, pay it off. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Just keep keep grinding at it and keep working at it. Yeah, and you can not only check out, you know, list it on Facebook Marketplace or Auto Trader, but some of these online companies are paying top dollar for cars. So I would really do some homework and research there and see if you can put it on Room or Carvana, and they go, we'll give you what you owe on it today. Just, just yeah, we need, we need cars. Right, we need inventory cars. is low. Um, George, how many people you you sit with folks who are starting their their baby steps journey, or they're in the middle of it? And the idea, you know, you see Dave on the videos running across the stage doing his like Arsenio Hall arm move, like <laughs> so you great. see it happening. Cheetah. Yeah, yeah. And the idea of gazelle intensity sounds so great. Oh yeah. And then you get away from the conference or the video's over, and you get into your life, and you're like, ah. It's not great. I have to it's, cut my lifestyle down to zero and not eat out and get three more jobs? Okay. Yeah. This How many people do you talk to struggle there, right? It's like, all right, we're going all in. It's like, oh, all in's everything. Yes. Right? All in's hard. And everyone has their version of hard for some people. Not eating out for a year is like, they can't even imagine That's it. you. That is very difficult. Having to go to the grocery store on oh your own. Oh my gosh. And it, meal prep. Oh, I was like, that's only for CrossFitters. <laughs> only CrossFitters do that and people who are intentional with their money. Yes. And so that is and a hard health. thing. Eating out is one of the biggest things. Cutting lifestyle and subscriptions because I was used to just kind of being selfish and going, I just want to spend 150 bucks on me this mm-hmm. month. And I got the Manny Petty and I went to the movies and I went to the mall. And all of a sudden you go, I got to be intentional. And if I don't need to spend it, I'm not going to spend it because I have priorities. And that's a hard shift to make mentally to put laser energy focus onto one thing at one time because we're so scattered. Yeah, and let's let's address what I think has become an elephant in the room for many people, and I'm so glad that Samantha brought that up. If your health is not okay, pause paying off your debt, right, and get well. You if, are more important than your debt. Yes, if you are, if you are not if you're tired because you're going to be tired, you're going to be exhausted. If you find yourself clinically depressed or clinically anxious, you need to go talk to somebody. Stop. Stop working all these jobs. Take a break for a second, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's no good in outrunning the lion if when you outrun the, by the time you outrun the lion, you don't make it, 
right? Um, so we got to be well on this journey. I'm so proud of Samantha yeah. and so many others for saying to a counselor or to a professional, I need some help because I'm not okay. That's so, and if, so If good. it takes you longer because of that, I'm okay with Great. it. You don't get a gold medal because you got burnt out. <laughs> exactly. You just get burnt out. Do it on your own time. 888 This is The Ramsey Show. What's up? It's 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined here by George Camel, and we're taking your calls on your money and your relationships and your life. Let's go out to Aaliyah in Sioux City, Iowa. What's up, Aaliyah? How we doing? Hello. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for all that you guys are doing. My husband and I, when we first started dating, we went through Financial Peace University, and it really set up a foundation and then we were Ramsey-ish for a while, and then now we're back on track, and we're on baby step two. And I just, we need some guidance on what to do where we've been married for about six months, and I know, like, everybody's timeline is different, but we're ready to have kids, but also, like, we're not, like, stressing about it. But we're in this place of, like, it's going to take about a year to pay off debt, and I'd like to stay home. Um, we both would really like for me to stay home. But then on top of that, we're like struggling where, you know, nine months to be pregnant, but then like, um, to be intense, cause that intense. We're trying to figure out that balance. Cause you say, don't pause your life for the baby steps, but also it almost seems like we have to, are we just overthinking it? But on top of that, my husband, um, he's been studying apologetics for about 12 years and, um, I just, I almost, John, this is for you. I almost feel a little guilty because if I stay home, then he really wants to do something with like in ministry and we haven't really figured out what yet. And we're just dipping our feet into the water and taking all that time. But I don't know, like we haven't really figured out like a solid, like, I don't know, footing of what's our plan and how we're going to do it. And I just, I, I just, if you guys could give us some insight on all of that, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> yes. Okay. So first thing, Aaliyah, I want you to take a deep as uh, as deep a breath as you can and hold it. Okay. I want you to hold it for a count of three. Three. Okay. Take a big deep breath. Three, two, one. And when you let it out, I want you to intentionally pull your elbows down and pull your shoulders away from your ears. I can hear them creeping up. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 22. My husband's 29. Okay. And you said you've been married how long? About six months. Okay. Hundred <laughs> percent, it's going to be all right. Okay. Um, you are dress rehearsing tragedy. You are trying to think of every bad thing that might happen someday, and solving for it in the present. And the only expense you're paying for this is the present. So you're cashing in your joy today, your laughter today, your intimacy today, your new marriage, all running around, making out whenever you want to. You're cashing all that in for, yeah, but in five years or in three years, you know what could happen. Okay? Yeah. And there's wisdom in 
putting 15% in your retirement when you're ready. There's wisdom in paying your house off. There's wisdom in being out of debt. All those things are wise and good. That's planning ahead. But that's not pathologically stealing from today to pretend yes. a mortgage for a future. See what I'm saying? Yes. And so it's so good to have an idea of when you're going to get pregnant. I've had friends, they're like, man, we want to think about having kids in 36 months and they're pregnant within 48 hours. Me and my wife, it took like four years, right? And so... Yeah, and that's the thing is I have um, I have a friend that I'm close to. Um, I guess it's a big fear of mine is fertility. She lost uh, she lost a couple before they had children. Yep. So, so let, let me... I want to tell you this at 22, okay? 100% chance you will experience loss and tragedy and hurt over your lifetime. None of us yes, get out of this thing unscathed. Okay, you already have. That's right. And probably you yes. have, and you're highly, <laughs> highly attuned to letting it ever happen again, and that's a fool's errand, okay? It will happen yes, again. So instead of trying to pro- prohibit everything that comes, that's why we say pay off your house and don't owe anybody any money because when it comes, then it's annoying. It's not life-ending. That's why I tell yes. you that other people are your emergency fund for life. Not if, but when your husband gets sick someday, you'll have three friends that can show up with some old tacos and half a bottle of wine to your house and keep you company while you go visit him. See what I'm saying? It's not if, yeah. but when. Okay, so we're the whole Ramsey plan, the Ramsey way of doing things is setting up your life so that when things come, you are equipped to handle them, not prohibiting them from coming ever because they're going to come. The second thing is, is you are now entering into um, rather quickly... Actually, you're you're choosing to join it at this point, but it is the modern hell that is being a woman a part of a guilt complex, industrial guilt yes. complex, okay? Very aware of it, sir. If you stay at home, <laughs> I should be working and contributing, and if I work, I should be staying at home, and there's blogs and products and things all designed for one purpose, to make you feel less than, to make you feel like you're robbing your husband or your family or your church or your kids. So you'll go buy stuff to fix it. Okay. Yeah. And so then just trying to find what, what fits us. And I want to honor my husband. Um, we're very deep in our faith. And so I want him to lead our family and I want to, I want to be the best wife that I can be. And I've just had a lot of criticism where, um, I haven't technically finished my four year degree. And there's a lot of people that are like, you're wasting so much of your potential. You're <laughs> hey, listen, young, listen, you're listen. doing all that. The, but... I want you to, I want you to internalize this saying they don't get a vote. Yes. You've, I've heard you say that. Yes. You have given one person permission to have a vote and that's your husband. And you may yes. have one or two or three close, close, close ride or die friends that have a vote too. Your parents may not have a vote anymore. Your in-laws for sure don't have a vote. Your old college roommates that y'all used to be friends and now you're kind of like, I don't know, they don't get a vote. That guy at church that's like, you should be a doctor. and What are you doing? He didn't get a vote. <laughs> they don't get a vote, right? They don't get a vote. They don't get a vote. They don't get a vote. You're a lot nicer than me, John. I just say, thank you for your opinion, but we are not taking a poll at this time. <laughs> Please try again later. But it's so true. Yeah. There's a, such a guilt around this whole situation. And we always tell people, you can have a baby while in baby step two. Yes. It's possible. And when you get pregnant... You pause the debt snowball. We save up a bunch of cash, and maybe we have five, six, seven, nine thousand dollars. And mom and baby are home safe. Now we use that money to throw at the debt. Yes, it's that simple. And so your life is not going to be upended by this. The baby becomes a budget line item that we're going to add, and you go, oh, we're alive. Right. 
it's really hard and we're really tired all the time, but <laughs> life is not that much different. Now, we'd like to have more margin and he may need to get a side job while he's doing apologetics because we need to put food on the table. And that's part of the compromise and sacrifice we make to have the things that we want. Right. And, and Aaliyah, you may have a picture of, in your mind of staying at home and it may be when the baby turns two and a half. Y'all have created enough financial margin that that's possible for you in conjunction with your husband's job and his ministry and whatever else he's got going. All right. So we get really static, George. We get fixed on it's got to be this way right now forever. Man, play by play six, six months to a year to six months after that. And let's let's do this thing in seasons. And Aaliyah, if I'm you, I'd be working two or three jobs right now. You're 22. I would be out there getting after it. Your husband should be working two jobs and going to school. Y'all should be socking away as much cash as humanly possible so that if or when you get pregnant, you'll have options to make choices, right? George, that's the thing, This that magic word margin, that the Ramsey plan, we talk about peace, we talk about peace, talk about peace. I think we've reached a point where people don't know what peace looks like and feels like anymore. All of our parents are angry. All of our neighbors are angry. All of our churches are yelling at everybody. I don't think we know what peace is anymore, Mm-mm. right? And Well, we're looking everywhere else to figure out what that looks like. Everyone else has to give it to me, exactly. right? Like, you, you can't disagree with me. You've got to give me peace. You can't fire me. You've got to give me peace. You can't make you me disturb do this my peace. at my job. You've got to give me peace. No, man, peace comes from the inside out, right? Yeah, and so many people in, in Borrowed Future, the documentary, we hear stories about couples going, I don't feel like I can start a family. I feel like I'm a failure as a husband because of my debt. Shame, shame, Debt shame, has shame. so much guilt and shame attached to it. And there's logistical pieces where you go, you're right, you can't afford to be a homeowner that's right. while you're in debt. And that's a part of the reality that we're facing here, uh, you know, just crippled by debt. That's exactly So it's right. a great noble goal to say, I want to get out of debt and have an emergency fund by the time where we have a baby. Yep. And if we don't, that's okay too. That's all right. And I want to, I want to... I don't know. I want to live here in this house and this side. It may not happen just yet. It may happen in 10 years from now. And that's okay. It's just a not okay. now. Just a not now. We'll be right back. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. This is The Ramsey Show, 888 Every time you hear somebody do their debt-free scream on the show, it's because at some point they said, I've had it. I'm not living like this anymore. 
And when you get mad like that and do what they did, your life will change too. And right now, inflation and your stupid credit cards are killing you. You've been led to believe that you're not in control of your money. And that's wrong. You have to decide to control what you can control, and that's you. Your thoughts, your actions. You have the power to change your future, and Financial Peace University will show you how. This course will teach you the proven step-by-step plan that's helped nearly 10 million people beat debt, master budgeting, and build wealth. And you can do it too. Stop letting debt and money stress control your life. Say, I've had it, and take back your control. Start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. That's RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. All right, let's go to Jake in Portland. What's up, brother Jake? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up? My call. You got it. Oh, I just, first I want to say, George, uh, you're a man's man, and I would have you at my poker table any day of the week. I've been um, wanting to hear those words hey, my listen, whole life. Jake, I have to let you know something important. Those words have never been uttered in the English language before. Congratulations. You've said an original <laughs> it's a sentence. man in there. Jake's like Shakespeare. Thank you, Saying Jake. new Thank lines. You. Thank you. I don't know you. if this is a prank um, call or someone paid you, but I appreciate you, my brother. So what's up, man? All right. Well, well here, here's the thing. So um, I, I need some guidance on a financial path. So in... Uh, March of 2020, I got divorced, and it was at a time where I was transitioning careers uh, from like sales into nursing, which was a big paradigm shift. But it happened when I was still in school. I had no job. I had a three-year-old son, and it was really stressful. And I felt like my I lost everything. I lost my home. I lost my marriage. My son lost his family. It was it was awful. And so I like just grinded like crazy. But I told myself I was going to give him all those things again. And so I've just been laser focused on saving money for a house um, to to give him that home. And during this time, I I happened to um, meet somebody else, and I've fallen in love. And so my plan for buying this house has kind of changed because I've, I've heard you guys talk about how if you buy a house while you're dating somebody, your things are going to get shuffled up because it doesn't. Like I just started renting a spot not too long ago, and sure enough, she came in. She hated the cupboard. She hates everything about it. So she definitely doesn't want to live here. Sounds like um, love, so we're man. Have to, Sounds like love, Jake. Yeah. So, so we're going to be, uh, my plan is to still buy a house, but I want to do it with her after we get married, which I don't know when that's going to be. And she's also going to nursing school. So that got, this has kind of been pushed out. I've, I make about $180,000 a year. Um, over the past couple of years, I've saved about $150,000 for a down payment. Houses run anywhere from five to 700 right now in my area. Um, and so since that's been put on pause and I'm, I'm kind of transitioning out of my intense phase to more of an intentional phase, um, I've been thinking about maybe buying a new car. I drive a, a 2011 Honda Civic. It's got like 160,000 miles and the, oh, it's a Civic hybrid, which I know you like, George. Oh, sweet and the battery pack is so big. It's so big that I can't fit like my son's bike or a suitcase in the trunk. And so it's like, it crushes him ways in the back. So I thought about getting a new car and I've been thinking about maybe buying a truck for, and um, I mean, you can't buy any new ones right now, but I was thinking about buying the truck that was about $50,000 since I'm looking at being years out from buying this house while her and I kind of figure out what our next steps are going to be. And so I, I just don't know. I have a hard time spending that money when I've been, my one goal has been this house and now I, I don't know what to do. So you think it'd be stupid to buy this car or, 
I don't think anything yeah, he, here he, is is a stupid or unwise. I was just thinking, wouldn't it be cheaper to buy a bike to have at your place than to buy a new <laughs> car to transport a bike? I, I mean, he has a bike. Like, if we go for a bike ride at the park or something, um, and I do a lot of mountain biking, so I go up to the trails. You can't um, mount it on can, top with a rack? Um, they, they're not typically designed for children's bikes. but okay. um, I don't know much about I mean, that, I'm but not, I'm just thinking there may be a – anytime it's like, I got to buy a new car for a bike, I'm mm-hmm. like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can get a new car. I, I want you to upgrade a car, but not because of it can't fit a suitcase. I want you to do it – because it's time to upgrade, and you've got the mo- you've done really well. I mean, you make great income. You've done the hard work, and you're going a million miles an hour. It feels like. Have you taken the time just to grieve everything you've lost the last few years? Yeah, I mean, I ha- I think I have lots of people around me because I've been putting a lot of time um, with work, and they say I should do something for myself mm-hmm. because I don't do anything. All I do is save money, and so people are encouraging me because I've been talking about buying a truck for like decades. <laughs> crazy i think i'm old enough to say that and so like you should just buy the truck because you like you need it and i'm like well you know i'm trying to buy this house and like well what if you don't live long enough to get the house <laughs> that's like, the oh, that's you know, stupid hi, that's the, that's why america's america right yolo now. get the truck now hey jake why uh in one sentence why did you get divorced oh jeez. um uh we 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 grew apart. We were like cohabitating, and we didn't invest enough in us, and we just it was a slow drift. I remember sitting there on bed, and I'd be on my phone, and she'd be on her phone. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, this isn't right. Who filed so, on who? Um, she filed on me. Did she meet somebody? Uh, no. Okay. You have all of the actions and the the language of somebody who still is wondering what's wrong with me. You need to buy a house for you, not your kid. Because your kid is going to be successful when dad is whole. Your kid is not going to suddenly have a magical childhood because he's got four walls and a roof that looks like what came out of dad's imagination. Yeah, He's going to be okay when dad's okay. And you can't give him something you don't have. And so... Like George asked, like you got to stop and feel this, and I don't think you have. I think you got divorced and immediately started sprinting for your life, and that's cool. And you survived, and now you are making a ton of money, and you are continuing to try to seek peace externally. Yeah, and that that finish line just keeps moving and moving and moving and moving, and that peace is going to have to come from the inside out. Is yeah, that fair? I, I mean, truthfully, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like I would get this truck, and then I would still feel hundred percent. Like I don't know, I need something else. This truck so will be nice, and George, I mean, it falls in the parameters. You're fine. It, it's less than half of what you make. You can pay cash for it. All those things. It checks all the boxes. Just know that buying this truck is not going to give you peace. It's not going to make your son suddenly go ah. Now, Dad's got it together. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's the same Jake that's going to be driving yeah. that truck. The you, same Jake will show up that, that next day. Yes. And so I want you to do these things, like John's saying, for you. And it sounds like everything so far has been like, well, my friends have been nagging me about the truck, and I got to get the house for her, and she may not even like it. And <laughs> when you do it on your terms, it's different. And so you might be a few years out. The numbers you shared. I mean, you make a great income. Is your take home pay about ten grand? Yeah, 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So you might need to save up three hundred grand and put that down on a five hundred fifty thousand dollar house to have the payments make yeah. sense, and that might mean it's three years out, and we might mean you get married and you still are renting for a while, and she still hates the cabinets. <laughs> And she still goes, Ugh, you make okay. so much money. Why are you driving this old Civic? And you smile and go, because I can. Because mm-hmm. it's fine. Because I have no one to impress. I've got value and I've got worth. And, and it's if, not found in a depreciating asset. And if you want to go buy a, a $20,000 truck, go for it. Buy, mm-hmm. I mean, George, I don't, buy 50000 I mean, just know it's not going to solve your problems. It, it might help you get yeah. the bike to, to the yeah. park. And it might set you back on the home purchase. And we go, yeah. okay, it's going to set me back, you know, three, five, six months on the home purchase, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm running my own race. Mm-hmm. He, here's the deal, Jake. At some point, you have to start outsourcing what you want and what you need and what you feel to other people. You've got a new girlfriend, and you've already outsourced what you think you can live in, what you want to live in to somebody else already outsourced your future to I've got to do all these things for my son otherwise he's gonna you're out, about to buy a $50,000 truck so you can get your bike from your house to the neighborhood park your friends are telling ask yourself this question what do I want what do I actually need I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. This is the Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend George Camel. Let's go out to Alexis in Phoenix. Hey, Alexis, what's happening? Hi, can you hear me okay? Absolutely. What's up? All right. So I'm 15. My mom just told me this morning that my parents have had to dip into their savings the past two months. Okay. Um, she's my mom has stayed home with us and homeschooled us for 10 years. Um. And she's going to have to get a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just wondering, like, how my savings and how me saving for my future fits into that. Because I kind of feel guilty having extra money every month or having my own money putting into savings while they're struggling. Yeah. Man, they are lucky, they are, they are lucky to have you as their kid. You are the oldest 15-year-old I've ever talked <laughs> to. It's fantastic. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tell you something really hard to internalize, and you're going to hear these words, and your your guts aren't going to believe me, okay? Okay. It's not your job. 
you are doing an incredible job planning for your future. And your parents have made grown-up choices, like whatever job your dad is working at is um, a choice he's chosen to work, and that's his trade, that's what Mm -hmm. he does. Um, And your mom made a choice, we want to stay at home. That was a collective values-based decision that they made. And then there was a Mm -hmm. math problem they ran into, and like adults all over the country, brave adults are saying, okay, this is what we wanted, this isn't going to be, this isn't the way this is going to work out for a while. So we're going to have to alter our plan and do something else. And so I'm actually proud of your parents for doing that. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just going to look different. Okay. Yeah. The greatest thing you can do for your parents is you take care of your business in the classroom. You take care of your business, like as a teammate around that house, right? Make sure you take mm-hmm. care of your responsibilities with excellence, which I know you do and be yeah. sober minded be intentional about planning for the future. What college is going to look like, what it's going to cost, where are you going to go, what are you going to study, all of those things. That's mm-hmm. the way you support your parents, not by taking your part-time job money and trying to keep the lights on. Now, there may come a moment when they ask you for that. It doesn't sound like that's what's happening. It sounds like your mom sat, sat you down like a good mom. She actually sounds incredible. Sat you down and said, hey, yeah. um, we've had some hard realities that we're dealing with and so I'm going to have to go to work and so home's going to look a little different for a season. Is that what happened? Yeah. I I applaud her because a lot of parents would try to hide that. They'd be ashamed of that. They'd be scared of that. And your mom did the right thing. She sat down and told you a hard truth. And that also means that she trusts you. Does that make sense? That she thinks you're wise enough to hear Mm -hmm. that. That scary scary stuff. Okay. (laughs) But keep that in your mind and in your heart. It's not your job. Okay. Yeah. Do you believe me? Yes. No, you don't. But it's okay. It's it's okay if you don't. So there are some tactical things you can do, Alexis. One is, you know, you're 15. You're starting to enter that age mm-hmm. where you can go get some part-time jobs. And one thing you can do is instead of going, hey, mom and dad, I want the new iPhone. It's $1,200. You can <laughs> go work for that and save for that. And you cover your own expenses of things that are kind of the luxuries in your life. You don't have to go pay the water bill, but you can cover, you know, going yeah. out to the movies with your friends. It sounds like you already do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I just I wasn't sure if that was okay for me to continue to have like absolutely. What I, see as, like, I think that's great. I yes, mean, flexing that muscle at fifty. I wish John and I were that smart at fifteen. Yes, goodness gracious! I didn't know what day it was when I was fifteen. And yes, you listen. We often think that pain is some zero, or that grief is some zero. And what that means is that George loses his job, and I get a flat tire. And I am upset. I'm whining about my flat tire. And George goes, oh, yeah, you think that's bad. I lost my... Listen, grief and sadness aren't some zero. You can go have joy while your parents are making life adjustments at their home. Because one doesn't... You not... You just sitting at home and not having fun and not hanging out with your friends and spending your spending money by going to the movies. You doing that doesn't help the the bills get paid. You see what I'm saying? It's just you joining into their misery, into something that you didn't cause. It's not your job, okay? Yeah. And so, yeah, go have fun with your friends. I love what George says. Um, If you know, hey, now's not the time to go ask for the iPhone, whatever, 13 or 17 or whatever number they're up to now. (laughs) That's cool. That's fine. Um, But do go have joy in your life, okay? And I'm going to do one one better for you, Alexis. I'm going to gift you Financial Peace University. And one thing you can do no. is you're casually hanging out in the living room watching Financial Peace University, and you go, hey, Mom, Dad, if you want to join me, like I'm learning so much in this. 
if you guys want to join me, I think it'd be really cool for us to go through it together. And not as a place from a place of shame of like, hey, mom, and you're just telling me you guys are broke. This might be good for you. <laughs> I called, the, <laughs> from I called a, a couple of idiots on the radio. I got you solved. <laughs> telling yeah. the, the person who wiped your butt, you know, seven years ago this. So uh, just go watch it yourself. And I think you modeling that might inspire them, motivate them, give them some hope. And when the time yeah. comes, you're going to get older and they're going to be asking you for advice. That's right. And so it's a great place to be. So hang on the line. Jen is going to pick up. We're going to gift you Financial Peace University for one year as well as every dollar premium. And you can get on a budget at 15 and they might see you doing that and go, what was that you did? That's pretty cool. Go ahead and send her Anthony O'Neill's um, debt-free degree too, Jenna. Um, oh. And she can start reading on now. thinking Kit about and caboodle. What college is going to look, look like in the future. Way All right, go. let's go to Vanessa in Charleston. Hey, Vanessa, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. What's up? Okay. I'm so grateful to talk to you. Thank you. I'm, I'm struggling with some issues. All right. Bring um, it on. We are too. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's so many details. I'm going to try to keep it nice and tidy. Okay. I'm 51 years old. I've dated a man for about 10 years. We've lived together. Um, I'm wanting to end the relationship. Um, kind of my issue is um, when we met, I sold uh, the house that I'd raised my kids in. Um and I had went through Dave Ramsey, and I had cleared all my debt. So when we met, I was debt-free, and I had a little bit of money in the bank. Um, about four years ago, we bought a house close to my daughter, and um, it was real small. And then another house came up around the corner, and it was in foreclosure. I got a decent deal on it, so I bought it. Um, I own another house um, about 20 minutes away, and... Um, Part of my issues are, number one, I'm wanting to end the relationship with my boyfriend. Uh, my other uh, issue is uh, I'm having some domestic issues with my daughter, if you will, and I think maybe some space, some time, some part, you know, some is space between us would be good. Um, so I have a total of four houses. What's your mortgage total on those four houses? I'm, I'm, I'm broke. When I leave the relationship, I'll have nothing other than these houses and my income. Is his name um, on these I, on the deeds? No, not on these. So you, your name only is on all these deeds. That's right. Okay. So can you sell all four houses? Yes. I think it's time yes. to start fresh. Um, yeah. So my issue with it is, well, I mean, you know, my daughter's having some issues. Um, you know, um, is having four is having being broke and having all of your money tied up in these four houses going to help your daughter? No. No. No, I guess where I'm struggling with it is, well, I mean, two of the houses are rented out. Do I sell the rentals and try to save the house that I'm in, which is not necessarily desirable to me. It's the nicest of the houses, but it's um, nice to me because I'm close to my grandkids, but my daughter and I are having some issues um, trying to decide whether or not to put space between us or what, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or do I... Well, when are the leases uh, up when for the I, renters? When do, when do I... Um, the first of the year... Okay. Then we say we're not renewing the lease. I'm selling the properties. Here's what here's what I want here here's what I want you to do. Start thinking of it this way. You're trying to look at this as a math problem, as a mothering problem, as a mental health issue problem, as a relationship problem. Whenever my life gets this chaotic, I'm going to clean up my environment and take as many variables off the table as possible. And right now you are leveraged to the gills in four houses that you can't afford and it doesn't sound like you even want them. And if I'm you, again, I would talk to an attorney before you start dividing all this up because he may be claims to this and that. 
I'm going to take the variables that I can control off the table. I can't control the relationship mess. I can't control my daughter's situation. We're going to have to work through that. I can control how chaotic my life is trying to run four households at the same time. I'm going to sell the houses and clear that debt. George, what do you think? Agreed. Awesome. All right. Hey, that's first hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com slash show. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network, like The Ken Coleman Show. Are you doing what you were born to do? I'm Ken Coleman, host of The Ken Coleman Show, where I give you practical advice to help you discover your purpose and then map out a plan to get you there. From accounting to advertising, from plumbing to production, you were created to fill a unique role and the world needs what you have to offer. Join me on The Ken Coleman Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.